What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Buns, here with Sully and Jones, and we got a good week for you. We're going to kick things off talking about the AL wildcard race. Dave, we both got dogs in this fight. I have to say, for probably one of the rare times I'm going to be rooting for you these next three games, I need you to beat up on the, the Blue Jays. I need you to just take them out of the equation. I need the Sox to win three. I need you to win three, and then we're good. Yeah, I feel like, oddly, like neither the Red Sox or Yankees want the Blue Jays involved. You know, (laughs) we we just we'd even though it's probably a tougher matchup. I don't know. I mean, no, if it's like a tougher matchup, but I mean, Yankees Red Sox. I feel like is inherently kind of tougher because of just it doesn't really matter. Like it's one of those games where it does like one team could be much more talented than the other, and it always seems like a series or always seems like a good game. Um. So, uh, yeah, I mean, but still, like, I don't, I just don't feel like, I feel like we'd rather play each other than, than play yes. Toronto in a yeah. one game playoff. Uh, exactly. But yeah, I mean, and listen, I'll, I'll take, yeah, we need two out of three from Toronto, two out of three, because you don't know what ha- could happen in ta- with Tampa. Tampa's no slouch. They're clearly not right. slowing down down the stretch. Um, You know, I think they've already locked up the number one seed. If they haven't, they're pretty damn close. Like one or two is the magic number. Um, because I think we have a better record or the same record as Houston, who is the second best record in the AL. Or maybe we're yeah. getting back. Oh, they're they're six games ahead of of Houston, so they they okay, so probably need one. We're what a game and a half back of Houston now. Then two games, two games. Okay. Um. Yeah. So they don't have to worry about any. They're they're locked up on on the number one seed. Um. So. I mean, maybe they maybe they rest someone during the Yankees series. You know, a couple of position players they give a day off. A couple of those games, so you can only hope, or a couple of bullpen arms aren't used that they would normally use if they had to win a game. Um, but yeah, I think the Yankees. If the Yankees go four and two down the stretch, they're guaranteed a playoff spot. I just yeah, you know yeah, they're, they're going to get one of the two. Because four and two, they'll you know they'll. Yeah, I don't think they they'll win, lose if- any. If they win two in the series, they're pretty much should they're gonna make they should make it. If they uh, go one and two, it's gonna come down. If they get swept, up probably. Well, I guess win it. if if they win two out of three against if they sweep this series, then Toronto's out. Well, yes, yes, yes. If they Toronto's sweep, out, but the, the merit depending on what Seattle does, they could still be in contention. But Toronto's yeah. out a hundred percent. I'm saying if they, if they get if they get swept, they're not out of it, but probably out of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the you Mariners, gotta you gotta uh, sweep Tampa then if you get swept in by yeah, if you get just, swept by yeah. you gotta sweep Tampa. Yeah, which yeah. is no tall. I mean, we played solid against Tampa. I think we're we're right around five hundred. Rather one game over, or one game under, or some somewhere around five hundred against Tampa this year. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Four wins for as long as you take two against the Blue Jays. Four wins for both of us should get us in because yeah. the Mariners have five left. And they're a game and a half back of us of the Red Sox right now. And then you're a game up on us. So yeah, four if we both go four and two, it'll stay exactly like it is now. 
Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Because Toronto would be Toronto would be losing at least two games. Yeah. The Orioles though could play spoiler. I just like the Orioles not to get swept. How about that? We just don't get swept. <laughs> yes, that would be that would be nice if they could just pull one out from Toronto and give a give a little a little breathing room there. Because yeah, I don't I don't like how this sits. This is very close. This is this is exciting though. I'm it's been such a roller coaster. Like you know, we, what a month ago, three weeks ago, we were like it was the end of the Yankees like you know, 13 game winning streak. And it was like, okay, we're about to run away with this wild card or like actually catch the Rays. I think we got to within three and a half was the closest three and a half or four was the closest yeah. we got to Tampa. It was like, okay, shit. Like we might actually catch them, you know, with 30 games to play and the last three are against them. Like, of course you got a shot. Um, and then things went way downhill for the Yankees. Yeah. It looked like Boston wasn't even going to make the playoffs. They went from, you know, clear lead in the one spot for the wild card to now out of the playoffs and then toronto yeah, was the I same mean, thing toronto was like dead in the water like a month ago and then they went on an insane run and even earlier i mean we were we were first in the division for the whole entire first half of the year and then after that all-star break just had a terrible terrible month and then yeah that was what allowed card. us to get back in the division yeah same literally. same with tampa same with tampa you know Literally, it's crazy. It is crazy. It's kind of crazy in the in the NL though. The Dodgers are a wild card team with a hundred wins. Yeah, they're <laughs> yeah. probably going to end with like a hundred and three, hundred and four wins. Yeah. and be a wild That's, card team. It's crazy, and have to play the red hot Cardinals. And then by the same token, if the, the everyone talks about the White Sox, if they were in the AL East, they'd be in the for, in fourth place or fifth place. Yeah. Oh yeah. The they AL wouldn't. Central they wouldn't even so be close bad. to the playoffs. The so, Central is so bad. I, I'm surprised the White Sox kind of fell off the way they did. They were so hot to start the year, but the White Sox don't worry me at all in the playoffs. I mean, we think we're five and one against them, and the only one they have is the walk off in the Field of Dreams game. Yeah, so that's I mean, true. The White Sox worry me the least of any potential opponent in the American League playoffs. I don't know. I still think they're dangerous. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying they're not dangerous. I just against the Yankees, they don't worry me at all. I, I don't. There's no evidence yeah, to believe played, I should be worried about them. You played them well. You know? I just, I, yeah. So they're pitching. Whereas, like you know, but it, it, every other team's got like a you know a vendetta, a reason. They've got a reason to get up. Like there's not clearly bad. Obviously, we don't have to talk about you know Boston and New York, but Houston and New York. There's clearly bad blood there um, yeah, the on Rays, both sides. Yeah. And the Rays, same thing. You know, it's not as it's not as uh, you know deep as I, I would say with Houston, or at least as personal. Uh, but it certainly exists. It just doesn't with Houston, with the with the White Sox, you know. And this is also the White Sox' first year of being like a real kind of contender. You know, they got to get their feet wet a little bit. There are a lot of young guys, a lot of guy, and the guys who aren't young haven't been there before. Who is this? So, the White Sox. Yeah, I mean they were in the playoffs last year, but yeah, they they uh, they didn't go very far. Yeah, I don't think anyone viewed them as a legitimate contender last year, but no. this year I think a lot of people would. Yeah, definitely. So, we'll see. I mean, it's you know, it, it's never speak too soon with this fucking Yankees team or any of these teams. I mean, we've seen the standings change five, six times in the last three weeks. So, who the hell knows? With six games left, it could be, it legitimately could be Toronto and and Seattle. Yeah, Seattle's possible. incredible. I think Scott Server should be the manager of the year, personally. It's hard to argue against it. You know, he's been fantastic. Or I'd imagine. Who? 
Gabe Kapler. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, did do they split up manager of the year? AL and NL, or is it just one? I always forgot this one. There's yeah, they don't they split do split up. Do they? They don't, right? They don't. I they don't. I thought they did. I don't know. I I think it's just one manager. Yeah, I think it might just be one. Well, like every other award is is split up. Um, let's see. Let's see if we can get an answer on this. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't seem like they split it up. Uh oh no, it is. Okay. Yeah. Alright, so there's your manager there's your managers of the year right there. Yeah. Yeah, Easy. I mean that seems like a, a lock. Seattle will just be like a t bottom, I don't know, five or six team, probably. Yeah. Maybe I mean seven, so was that... so was San Francisco. I don't San think Francisco. they were as I don't think their win total was as low, I don't think, because they I'm not saying they were necessarily as a lower, but like some people had them projected as a top five or six worst team in the league, and I don't yeah, know if they, I heard it. I mean, no them one they, had them projected as the players that have had success before. They've had players that have had success at a high level. The the, the Mariners just don't. True. I mean, the, the it was basically Mitch, everything Mitch hit and right Seager, for really, and that's that's Mitch Hanniger and Seager really, and then pitching. You're talking about guys like Marco Gonzalez, and I mean Chris Flexen as. Having who's terrible for the Mets goes overseas in Japan and now is a st I mean just a lot of lot of no names I mean you know the Giants at least have like guys like Crawford and Belt and you know they traded for Brian obviously that solidified their playoff hopes if if they weren't already in it Longoria you know they got players that have played well under pressure a lot of them think a lot of people would view them over the hill but um, you know this isn't probably a long term amazing team but it might be a great year or two. But we'll see. I don't know what to make about the Giants. I mean, they're they're definitely for real. Yeah, I mean, listen, you can't you can't be faking it this long. You know, maybe yeah, you can fake yeah, it to the All Star yeah. break, um, but beyond that, it, you kind of just are where you are. Uh, so kudos to them because I mean, it, you know, m maybe people didn't have them as one of their five, six, seven worst teams, but I, I didn't see a single person have them making the playoffs. Not in the NL West. No, 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 no. no. Everyone had the I mean, Padres. Yeah, it was a t arguably probably the toughest division in baseball. Yeah, um, Padres so, for sure. I mean, I guess that or the AL East top to bottom. Because the Padres disappointed big time. I mean, the I Blue Jays, year, we got four um, four people that are four teams that have better records than the Padres. I think going into the year, I thought AL East would be better because you have four legit teams. No one, I thought the Diamondbacks were going to be bad. They're even worse than most thought. And then the Rockies, I guess, haven't been as terrible as they started out and as people thought, but obviously not good. Um, yeah. So... Yeah. And then you have the Padres, who were major disappointments. If the Padres were, like, approaching 100 wins, then I think there's a conversation between yeah. three teams approaching uh, over 100 wins or approaching yeah. 100 well, wins compared to four in the low 90s. You probably 90s. don't have those, all those teams over 100 if you're adding those on. But three teams That's true. That's true. in the 90s. Well, in the 90s, but... Yeah. Um, well, I mean, every, everyone in the AL East will probably get to the nine, Like, the four. What are the Blue Jays at? 86, 87? So they might not get there, but... 87 or 8. Yankees the are Seattle's 89. at 87, so they're probably at 88. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, you could legitimately have four 90-win teams in the AL East, which is pretty crazy considering, you Crazy, know, yeah. You, they basically played 500 ball against each other all year, you know, obviously two, three-game deviation, <clears throat> but no one, it was aside from the Orioles, but those those four teams pretty played each other pretty closely this year. Um, definitely. So I guess that's definitely. how you do it, and they just beat up on everyone else. Definitely, um, yeah. I mean, 
I'd have to probably go with the Yankees, and I and I think I think the right now if I I probably have to pick the Yankees and the Blue Jays. Blue Jays finish with the. I mean, the Sox have an easy schedule too, don't they? They have the. They have I think the, the Nationals and the Orioles, right? Oh yeah, man, Nationals wow. and that's, Orioles. It's gonna be close, because the what are the what do the Jays have? They have um someone and then the Orioles. Who are they playing right now? The Jays are playing so, um the, the Angels. Jays. They have the A's and the Angels. The Blue Jays? The Blue Jays. No, that's the Mariners. They're playing oh, the Yankees. Blue Jays. Yankees, Yankees and Orioles. Yes, the Yankees and the Orioles. Well, that's tough. So, I mean, the Boston has the easiest road at this point, probably, even though they're not. What, are they one back of the Yankees? Uh, yeah. Boston's one back. Toronto's two back. Boston might be in the best spot, honestly, because... They certainly have the easiest schedule. I think they have at least three or four. Pro- they probably have three or four guaranteed wins, and they they could win five or six easily. Um, you know, I think a lot of these games are going to be blowouts. You know, I mean, yeah. against Oriole pitching, especially. Um, I'd love for the it, for Baltimore just to get one against each. Just get one. That's all we need. Yeah, that's probably all you can ask. But yeah, I'm not being selfish. I feel like one. They're, they're I mean, bad. you guys are like they're, two and fucking twenty against them. Like, have some pride. You know, let's let's help Orioles out. Are, let's help Orioles out. Orioles are real bad. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. The um, yeah, no, it's gonna be interesting though. By next week, we should have some uh, have some answers to this. The um, one would hope. Yeah, no. The other uh, obviously big thing going on week three. Of the NFL, uh, rookie quarterbacks continuing to struggle. Justin Fields threw for uh, 60, 68 yards, I believe. Yeah, um, 68 yards, got sacked for 67, so one net yard of passing. Yeah, that's always good when that happens. Their that's offense always, uh, averaged 1.1 yard per play, which was the second lowest total ever, in NFL right. history. Yeah, that's just, it's not good. I mean, and I that's don't including think... games where, like, they threw the ball five yards, and it was like, "Oh shit, this guy throws deep." <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't think it's his fault though. All his fault, at least. I think he they need to they need to get Nagy out of there. Um, it has not worked. It's yeah, kind I, of like to be honest. Uh, I was like, I was really surprised. He genuinely surprised he didn't get fired yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind I of like kind the Adam of, Gase I wasn't... thing. They teams really don't do that much nowadays. They did that with Hugh Jackson with the Browns a couple years ago, but like McCarthy makes it through these games and Gase did and like all I these think games. if it's I think if it's so glaringly a bad game plan next week and it's a similar result. They should, yeah. Because they're, they're playing the Lions. If you can't beat the Lions I mean, I'm not saying the Bears are good, but like they they probably think they're better than they are or have been yeah. playing. If, so if, if you can't beat the Lions, you what are you doing here? I mean, the Lions are projected yeah. to be a top two worst team in the in, in the NFL. And the Lions, they they do look decent right now. I don't even know if the Lions are a bottom five team right now, though. No, you're right. I mean, yeah, it's going into the season, but the Giants are worse. Yeah, I agree. The Giant, the Jaguars are obviously worse. Um, the Texans, Texans, Falcons, um, all those teams you could make an argument for. But yeah, the Lions haven't haven't exactly had an easy schedule. Would they start with Pack Niners, Packers, and then Ravens? That's a pretty tough no, schedule to start. Were, and the they year. played them all. They played the Packers close for a half. Niners, they almost come back and won. Ravens, they should have won. Yeah, um, I think they're going to win like five or six games. I think they're going to really 
they're gonna they're gonna be decent. Um, Goff is not as bad as people make him out to be. I've always died on that hill. Um, not saying he's a stud. I just think he's like a little below average. Yeah, he's he's maybe he's not a franchise quarterback, but he's a decent starter. That's how I view Goff. Um, he made it to a Super Bowl. He's he's made big plays. He's had some great seasons, albeit under a great um offense and system with McVeigh, but uh, I think he gets a little too much shit personally. Um, that one half against the you know the Packers, he looked fantastic, or step for step with Aaron Rodgers. You know, didn't play amazing last week, but you know he had them in position to win against the Ravens. So, but but yeah, good for the. I mean, I wasn't really buying this coach. Um, he kind of seemed like a rah rah guy, but he seems like they're kind of buying in, and they're like a tough, hard nosed team. So. Yeah, he's like the ultimate football guy that you just kind of write off as like, okay, guy, you know. He seems like a Rex Ryan wannabe, but maybe he is for real. Yeah, he seems like the high school coach who's been at his high school for 35 years and, you know. Yes, yes. Yeah, has some success. That's maybe that's just him. I've heard a lot of good things about him from, like, insiders, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't think people are as dumb as – they might seem like owners in in their hiring process. You know what I mean? I think yeah, they're you know, seeing you a lot to, more than we are. They're seeing a lot. Exactly. They know stuff that not even Schefter knows. You know, they're they're seeing stuff that not even Schefter sees. You know, mm-hmm. like even the most connected guy isn't getting the full picture. And I think yeah. a, I think that goes for like the entire sports world across the board. From like you know trades that almost went down to places people almost signed to injuries, to hirings, like, I think the the top tier, like, I think Woj is getting, like, half or 75% of the picture, or at least that's what he's reporting, and we're getting even less than that. Yeah, you know? definitely. Definitely. Because you hear, uh, you'll hear them, like, four or five years later, be like, oh, yeah, this, I mean, like, back in 2014, this actually almost happened. Like, I didn't say it because, you know... We couldn't and it wasn't like yeah. real but this almost now that we're way down the line and you know this player is signed elsewhere or did this other thing i can say now like this almost happened you know yeah so definitely it's it's a weird thing that, but yeah i mean good for the lions i think they'll i think you're right they'll win a few games um be, be competitive i don't know i mean jets and the giants probably end up with worse records than the lions yeah i would definitely agree okay. yeah Sully, do you think that you guys have a shot at going 0-16 this year? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I think this team, the, oh, roster, yeah. the roster's a lot better than it was last year. Um, I think there's a lot more skill. I think Becton, Becton will come back. Um, I, I mean, our defense hasn't been terrible. I mean, you look at the point totals, they're not outstanding, but the amount of bad positions our defense has been in, we're giving up like 23-ish a game. Um, but our, you know... When you're turning over seven, eight times a game, it's kind of like the Bucks defense with Winston compared to with Brady. The defense did get better, but it looks a lot better when your defense is, you know, starting out at your own 20 or at their 20. So uh, I'm not worried about going. And I don't, I mean, I shouldn't say I don't care if we go. Into, I mean, I think we have a shot to be the worst or second or third worst team probably with the Jags um, and, their, and the Texans maybe, but... No, I, I mean, I think I'm. I think Wilson's gonna have some games when he goes off. I think honestly, this week against the the Titans is a very good matchup for him. I think he should have success. I think against the Falcons, we sh- he should have success. 
he's he's had a rough road. I mean, on top of this offensive line, which on paper should be really good, isn't. Um, he's played three of the top five defenses in past DVOA so far. He has, and and the receivers, and he hasn't had Crowder. Um, he hasn't been good, but he's been nowhere near as bad. So his completion percentage is 54, and it should be 69.7 if... With drops? With drops. So, I mean, obviously you're not going to catch everything, but realistically it should be in the 60s, you know. Um, so he's been... He, his average time in the pocket is 1.7 seconds, which is... I've never heard of something that Jesus. low. He's, he's been sacked 15 times most in the NFL. He's hurried 14 times second in the league. Third... 33 pressures, most in the NFL, and his pressure rate is 27%, second most among three. Um, I guess we were all a little long, wrong about the Jets' line being improved. Obviously, it's way worse without Becton. I thought it would take some time to come together, but with Becton, it's just, you know, it obviously destroys the line. But a lot of interceptions out of people's hands other than the New England game, and he's moving well. He's making really good throws on the run and hitting Corey Davis and these guys and more on the hands, and they're just not catching it, so... Uh, I'm not like people think he's going to be a boss and people are like, you're still confident. I'm like, yeah, I like a lot of the things I see. Um, you just don't watch the jet games, I guess. If you don't see a lot of the throws he's making, the mistakes are going to be mistakes. All these five rookie rookies are struggling. Mac really isn't struggling that bad, but they're, you know, they're all, they're all looking pretty, and not that they're all playing. I shouldn't have said five, but like Trey Lance, I don't think is nowhere near as good as Jimmy clearly because he's not playing and. We've seen him in preseason. Fields looks terrible, albeit with whatever he's dealing with Nagy, which is terrible. Yeah. But I mean, he's uh, got Mac, arguably the worst offensive line too. Yeah, Mac looks solid. I think Mac. Yeah, looks Mac, solid. Mac's the only one that hasn't looked bad the whole time. And Lawrence looks terrible, um, but that's expected. Yeah, I mean, he's made some plays. He's made some impressive throws, but he's, he's made also plays. made some real head scratchers. I mean, he he that we, pick six was terrible. See, I think I think people are a little lead. surprised. I think they're a little surprised how bad he looks. Like I remember seeing him like 14th in fantasy rankings, and I'm like, what are people seeing that I don't? I'm like, sure he's got a good trio of receivers, and he had ETN and Robinson at one point, but there's no O line. That's why I was always so tough on the ETN pick. And two years ago, when they didn't take O line, and, and and you know, I just think they've had terrible drafts of late. And Urban Meyer is obviously a joke. We don't have to go down that path, but. Um, I mean, even if ETN was playing, this offense wouldn't look much better right now. I really don't. The uh, The line is so bad. He has no help. Um, the offensive system's bad. He's hung out to dry. Um, you know, the skill positions don't really matter when you don't have time. I mean, look at the Bears. You have Montgomery. You have, you have, yeah, uh, Robinson you, has been, you have Robinson. You've got Komet. been worthless this year. Yeah. Robinson's been worthless. No, I mean, he's always one of the most sure, surest things in football. Yeah. So and he's never um, like you know throwing out monster monster numbers, but he's never having a bad year. He's never having was no four he's or five always years like below uh, above a thousand balls. thousand yeah. yards. Yeah, he's usually always right there. So um, and it's know, not like he's had good quarterback play either. Like you, no, I mean, it's never been no, this bad. But be like better. you figure he'd at least be better than he than he that's, has been. That's what I thought. I always thought one issue is Bill Lazor started calling the plays, and that's when Mitch started having more success. And now, um, you know, now, you know, Nagy's taking over the reins again, which is a terrible, selfish decision on his point part. But I think people just need to be patient. I don't think any of these quarterbacks, I'm not writing any of them off. And I don't think anyone should even be close to writing off. Fields, Wilson. No, I'm not either. Lawrence, I don't, I don't think there's, 
I don't even think you should have huge pause with anyone. Um, and I, I never thought Fields was ready. Um, I thought Wilson should be better than he is, but still, like we outlined, there's a lot of reasons that he's been bad. Lawrence, I'm not surprised. Um, he's throwing for yards, touchdowns, and picks. He's having like an Andrew Luck rookie year. And then, um, you know, Lance is, Lance is very raw, I think. And Mac yeah. is, is how I thought he'd be. He's accurate, short, quick, crisp throws. Um, a little more mobile, I think, and better moving in the pocket than people think. And he's just a really smart, high IQ player. He's going to be a good quarterback for a long time, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Um, people are like, oh, he threw three picks. I'm like, all right, relax. Like, like these guys, we like, we, have you seen Peyton Manning's rookie year? And I'm not saying any of these guys are Peyton Manning. They're not. But, like, you see Alex Smith's rookie year. You've seen Jared Goff's rookie year. Like, like they've there's been some horrendous rookie seasons. I don't think Alex Smith threw a touchdown. I think he had a zero to seven ratio or one to seven ratio. Maybe it was Goff that it, but like they had, you know, absolutely anemic years and people love to write them off right away. And it's just silly to me. I think Alex Smith's last year as the chief starter, he didn't throw a single touchdown pass to a wide receiver. He didn't. No. Wow. He didn't. Um, we got to talk about, uh, the Rams are the Rams going to be the team to beat this year. They Matt Stafford might fuck around and win an MVP. He really might. I mean, he looks fantastic. fantastic. He does. And he is lighting it up with my boy, Cooper cup, just Cooper cup. Gonna, gonna win me a back-to-back championship boys. Oh, I yeah. don't know. He's been killing it. He might He's been killing it. Conversely, Robert Woods has been crushing people. You know, he hasn't really done anything. Robert. Woods, no, yeah. he, Someone tried to have the argument with me the other day, someone I work with, that Robert Woods is still the number one receiver in L.A. No, don't I was be like, stupid. I was like, all right, dude. I was Robert like, why don't you just get the fuck the, out of here? Let the men uh, talk. Robert Wood is the <laughs> route runner. He's like, he's always been like a decent, good receiver, and then when he had higher, better quarterback play and better system, it really helped him flourish. Like, he was always a good, solid receiver on the Bills, but he's nothing special. Like, Robert Woods has never been anything special. He's just, he catches the ball. He, you know, he's like in that 10 to 15-yard radius um but cooper cup is i don't people forget because he only had three touchdowns last year and woods had six cup is the touchdown guy cup is the big play guy he had a down year him and Goff struggled cup is um like an elite talent really he's an insane talent people think you know you know you look at him like this guy's not gonna be that talented but he is he can play the slot he can play out wide he can go deep i'm a i'm a huge cooper cup fan uh i think i have him in one or I only like one league. I, I should have taken him more because I had a feeling as we were getting close to the season, and I heard that I, I'm like I have a feeling Cooper Cup's gonna be better than Woods, um, and everyone had Woods ranked higher because people are cookie cutter and you know mm-hmm. no one likes to actually make take bold takes. Everyone's like, oh Woods will be better, and you know, you know. I feel be... like I've always avoided them because I just can't ever put my finger on which one I like more. You know, in a given year, I've I like I like. Cup, uh, Woods is rock solid, but like Cup has that touchdown upside. Like he had eight or ten touchdowns one year. Um, but yeah, Cup Here looks he fantastic. Is five, five through three games, he's averaging 120 yards a game right now. Like, give me a break. Him and Stafford, they eat breakfast together every morning. They're best I know. friends. He's... It's this is this is it. I'm this telling is the you, information Stafford. I would have liked to know him before a fantasy draft. Yeah, well, Dave, you kept that. I kept that one close to the chest. Had to had, to, had to buy no, him in round three. Doing yeah. So good. I didn't, had to I buy didn't. him. Had to buy him in round three. I had to take the chance. But the. Uh, oh, you took no, him in round I, three. 
Yeah, I took Cup in round three. Didn't okay, so no then. one really would have taken him at that point then. And it's not no. a bad pick, obviously, but that's yeah. that's a little bit of a reach ADP wise. But sometimes yeah. you got to get your guy. You got to get, get your guy. If you have a guy, you get your guy. Um, but yeah, no, I love this for for Stafford though. I I think it's awesome that he's finally on a good oh, team. Oh, I've been he's a finally big Stafford in... fan. People like his oh, record. Oh yeah, he's no, three. no. I think Stafford is is like great. I think Stafford's a great quarterback. I don't think he's elite. He could be elite this year, but I've always thought he's been great. Like people think he's like okay to good. Like no, I think Stafford's great. No, he's in that like six to ten range. Yeah. And yeah, and year, I don't think I mean, people ever perceived him that way. I think I don't think no. he's like like six outside of a couple like down years in Detroit. You know, when he's super injured or whatever. Like I think he's been in that range for the large majority of his career. I would say at and, least seventy five percent of his seasons. He, he might have not have been, but what he had to deal with in his defense. I think he's probably more closer to like the ten twelve range. Like if you look at just the numbers. Well, but, yeah, no, I know, but I, but, I, like, but I would, my, I, would, I, would I am agree, taking that into like, account in the eight to ten range, and I think, I think this his. Year, Situation in Detroit is you got to spot him two or three spots based on that. Yeah, I yeah, I'm very excited for for the guy though. Um, Should we get into our week four picks? I think we should. Yes, I think so too. Um, Hold on, last week what did I do? Uh, I didn't give you guys any picks last week. You did not. Uh, But I, I know I've gone two and two every. I was gonna say of of my picks that I made. I went uh, four and two, but of picks I would have made earlier in the week, I probably would have went one and three. Oh, I think your boy went four and zero. Oh. Hold on. Ooh. What did I go? I don't. Do you not have your picks? You definitely went something. You definitely went the same as me on a couple. <clears throat> I had Lions plus eight and a half win, Bengals plus four and a half win, Rams plus one and a half win. And Dolphins Raiders over forty five. I'm, I'm almost positive that hit. But win, yep. That's yep. a win, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I four and zero. Oh, so now um, I missed my over. I missed my over by a half a point because the Chargers missed an extra point, and that's tough. That that's tough. that was devastating. Terrible. Yeah, that was that was pretty devastating. That's a tough pill to swallow. I had the Seahawks and Vikings. I had the. I can't think right now. I think you had you had either Lions and or Bengals with me. You had one of the two. I had Lions, and then I had the Colts, which I lost. And then I'm trying to think of my over under. That's two and one. Over under. I can't think of my over under. I don't well, know. We'll have to check the tapes, but um. We'll check the tapes. Yeah, we'll check the tapes. But Sully, why don't you? You, you got yours for us this week. You want to kick us off? You want one of us to go? Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I think um, I'm gonna start it off with a uh, start it off with a little bit of a trap game. I'm gonna take the Falcons plus one. <laughs> I looked at that. The, <laughs> I um, love that. Love that. Skins. It makes no sense. That's why it I'm makes no that. sense why Atlanta is plus it one. It makes no sense. Um. I'm going to take, actually, and I'm going to take the Raiders plus three and a half. Um, I like that game, too. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to take plus three and a half. Um, Chargers, I think, are better, but I think the Raiders, uh, the fight they have in them, they're buying into the Gruden, everything. He's. I think that's a trap, too. 
coming off coming off a huge win for San Diego. Yeah, and I think uh, it's a potential uh, letdown game for San Diego. Another and my third one. Or, I'm gonna go Bron- sorry, I'm gonna, Los Angeles. Yes, I'm gonna go and then I'm gonna go Broncos minus one. Um, I think Ravens they got lucky last week in that high altitude. They're a big running team. Maybe they get tired. Um, Broncos haven't faced a lot of competition, so I can see the other side on this. But Broncos minus one at home. I'll I'll take it. I'll take that. Um, over under. I'm gonna go with Giants Saints under 44. Uh, the Giants really aren't putting up points. The Saints, I think, are gonna run the ball a lot. I think there's gonna be a lot of running in this game. It's a low number, but I'm. Uh, I think there's gonna be a kind of an ugly game like last week with New England and the Saints. And those are the picks. Yeah, I mean, it was an ugly game with the Giants and Falcons too. What you got, Jones? Okay, um, I'm debating a couple over-unders right now, but I, I, I have share one with Sully. I agree the Broncos is a trap game for the Ravens. I will take the Broncos. Was it minus one at home? Yeah. Plus, yeah, minus one, minus one, yeah. Um, next one is, I don't care if it's a trap game, Bucks minus seven. Just, uh, Tom Brady's just there, not Dave. losing that game. I'm, I, I'm with you there. He's, he's going to win by 78 points. Might be a trap, but yeah. It could be. It very well could be a trap, but that's like, like, take my ankle. I'm stepping right yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, and then my last one is, uh, Bengals minus seven. Top seven like DVOA. Uh, Bengals defense has been the star of the show this year. Jacksonville a little shorthanded at cornerback in the secondary. Joe Burrow gonna feast. Um, and I think they're gonna the Bengals D line is gonna eat up that Jacksonville O line. So it's a big number, but I'll lay the seven. Uh, no problem there. Um, and then my over under, I don't, hmm. you know what? I, I might go, I might fuck around and go under this week. I'm going to go, I'm going to go under, under 44 and a half Broncos Ravens. Okay. okay. Rarely go under, but I'm gonna. I went all favorites this week, so I'm gonna go under. All right. Broncos Ravens forty four and a half. The altitude. I mean, they they played in the fucking dome last week and scored seventeen points, and it was on a. There's eighteen points, and it was on a fucking. I like it. Two hundred yard field goal. Yeah. I have a lot of games I like this week. Uh I'm gonna take the Vikings plus two. Uh, I like the Vikings to win that game outright, just like this week. Another another two point dog. Um, I think they are at home, I believe as well. So two point dog at home. I'm probably gonna take that all the time. I don't care what people say. I'm taking that. I'm gonna have Dalvin Cook back. They won last week without Dalvin Cook. Madison played awesome. Um, I think I think they will uh, win that one outright against the Browns. Um, I'm also going to take the Cardinals plus four and a half against the Rams on the road. They're getting four and a half. I'll probably buy it to five. Doesn't really make a difference there. Um, but I am going to take that. Um, and then I'm between two. Um, but I think I'm going to go with Dave and I'm going to take the bucks minus seven. I think Brady's going to come and, uh, he's going to drop some points on the head of the Patriots. And it's going to be sad to watch him do that in Foxborough, but 
uh, for another team, but it's going to happen. I also was kind of leaning Titans minus 7.5 against the Jets, but I feel like the Jets are bound to put up some points and put up a fight uh, one of these weeks, so I'm going to stay away from that one. Yeah, I don't hate that, that one either. And then my over-under, I'm on two overs here, but I already picked one of these teams to cover. So I'm going to go Cowboys-Panthers over 50.5. Cowboys have been rolling. Panthers yeah, really... undefeated. I think the Panthers are at least going to you know stay in this game. I think the Cowboys will probably win. But 50.5, I think, for these two teams right now, um, especially if CMC plays, low low number, um, and I'm going to take that. My other one that I was thinking about was Rams-Cardinals over 54.5. But That would have been a good one, too. That's a good one. They're two good overs. I'll probably I'll hit both of them, but yeah, I'm taking Cowboys Panthers for my over here. So Vikings plus two, Cards plus four and a half, Bucks minus six and a half, and Cowboys Panthers over fifty and a half. I hope the I hope the betting goes a little bit better this week than last week. But what do you? Yeah, gonna do? I mean, I don't, I don't I like all these picks. I like all these picks. There was yeah. there was a good amount of stuff on the board I like this week, just like last week. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see. But, the board gets easier and easier to read as these weeks go yeah, on. Yeah, we're going to have to I mean, keep, start keeping a, a tab. Tom, you don't have to keep, like, every pick a tab, but, like, start remain, like I start have. Right. I, I think, Dave, I think if Sully went if Sully went two and two, then he is, um, he is I got, I got a, six yeah, I and just six. Gotta, I got to do yeah. the, uh, just the over-under. It's two or yeah. one or three and one. So if he's two and two for the and week, he's six, six and six. And six. You're eight and four, and if I would have gone one and three last week, which I think my four picks that would have been one and three, I am five and seven. Right, that's okay, twelve. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll so, just, yeah I'm just hanging on to my picks from week to week, like the previous week, yeah, and then I've been t- I've been keeping track. I just okay. didn't get them last week, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, it's close. It's close. It's early. No one's running away with it yet. Dave's got a little bit of an advantage now, but all it takes is one of those. Oh, one I mean, of those weeks, and then one clunker. I got a four and zero this week. I can assure you, an zero and four will come. Going zero and four this week, yeah, probably yeah. fade. Yeah, probably fade, Dave, this week. Yeah, <laughs> I can assure. Yeah. It might not be this week, but it's coming. It's yeah. Coming. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, it's a quick one today. That is going to do it for this episode. We will be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, go follow us on the socials at Bleacher Fan, at Bleacher Banter. Rate and subscribe to the podcast, and go check out the store at BleacherFan.com. And we'll be back next week to go over week four, see how our picks did, and talk about the wrap-up of this AL wildcard. See you then.